0: We don't get to hear the golden tones of JP on this Friday because he's just throwing it to me. And that's okay. I'll take it. Second half underway. High school sports in southern middle Tennessee and surrounding areas. Uh, Got a big weekend. Most of the district tournaments, we talked about this on, what, Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday.
1: It was Wednesday. One of those days, whenever we were fortunate enough to have gotten some brackets in our hands. Right. Yeah. And so, we've gotten a couple more.
0: Which is always good. You certainly. Know, get what, a couple extra brackets. Well, so.
1: I'll tell you what. Anytime you can get them without asking for them. That's, ain't no doubt there. Step in the right direction. Yeah, District 8 AAA must have had their um, meeting this morning. Because we have brackets on the girl side. Surprise, surprise. Page the one seed? The one seed, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a six-team district. So they will have their quarterfinal games on Monday, Valentine's Day. So I guess you guys, if if you're dating a girls basketball player at Lincoln County, Marshall County, Lawrence County, or Spring Hill, you're kind of off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you. Um, the Lady Falcons will host Marshall County. That's a 6 o'clock start in Fayetteville. Also, um, Spring Hills Girls, the number 6C will go to number 3 Lawrence County. The County Cats will host that game on six o'clock, at 6 o'clock on Monday. Um, the winner gets the City Cats. winner gets the City Cats at 7.30 on Thursday, the 17th at Tullahoma, that game will follow the 6 o'clock matchup between top-seeded Paige and that Lincoln County-Marshall County winner. Girls' championship will be at 7.30 on Monday the 21st at Tullahoma following the third-place game at 6. On the boys' side, oh, this is a little bit of a surprise. I didn't realize Paige was the I number one seed either. on the boys' side. So, yeah. I thought Lincoln County would be. Go ahead, yeah, Patriots. How yeah. about them? Um, Page is the one seed, Lincoln County is the two They won't play until Friday's semifinals uh, No start times on either of those games But I'm going to assume Paige will play the, seven, uh, the 6 o'clock game Against either number 4 seed, Lawrence County Or number 5, Marshall County That game is at 7 o'clock on Tuesday the 15th At Lawrence County At the Ralph Benson Memorial Gym um seven o'clock on Tuesday as well at Tullahoma, the number three Wildcats take on the six seeded Raiders of Spring Hill. And again, Ooh. that winner will play number two seed Lincoln County. Um boys Is this at Lincoln County? No. Where's this, where this
0: tournament? This tournament is at Tullahoma. Okay. So both both tournaments are at Tullahoma. Gotcha. I'm yeah. sorry. I I don't remember this. This guy. You have to remember I come from a place where the winner of the of the district gets to host. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, where things make sense. <laughs> well, you're not going to split boys and girls. Uh, why not? <laughs> we did. Well,
0: they they split boys yeah. and girls the whole time. didn't mm. no, none of them play on the same day. Well,
1: but you you're still <laughs> going to play them at the same place, so you're not going to charge two schools with that. Come on. So, um anyway, Third place games on Tuesday, the 22nd at 6 o'clock, followed by the championship game at 7.30. There you go. So we will have all of these schedules that we have on Main Street Murray later this weekend. Um, District 12-4A, not District 12-A-A-A-A, but District 12-4A has its tournament meeting Monday morning. So that's what JP and I were talking about. This is a- it it worked when it was
0: eight A, eight double A, eight triple A, but, but eight quadruple A just sounds funny. Well,
1: you can go quad A, but but yeah, yeah, you're you're it's, probably right. It's a
0: it just it, sounds it's a little wonky. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably just because we've never done it. Mm-hmm. I mean triple A might have sounded weird too at the time. I don't know. Yeah. But we all know about those four A
1: players. Oh. Yeah, sorry. that that's not where you want to be. It's not
0: where you wanna be. <laughs> that's not a compliment. No,
1: no. Having covered minor league baseball for quite some time. Yeah, 4A players, not good. It's not not ideal. But anyway, so yeah, yeah b- tonight... Before we, before we get to postseason play on the hardwood, we got some stuff to settle tonight. That's what I was going to say. You know, speaking of 4A,
0: mm-hmm. that, uh, that 4A bracket... Speaking of 12 4A. 12
1: 4A. It's not finished yet. No, it's not. And if... What finishes it comes anything close to the last time these two played? You're gonna want to be at Independence tonight. Yeah, despite. Let me just say, Jet Montgomery, Matthew Witt, Cameron Bell, Q Martin, Bubba Perkins, George Jordan Davis. Davis. Uh, it, it's it, and the girls' game because this indie team is suddenly surging as well. Yeah.
0: I, you better watch out. Yeah. You, you can't come in here on Riley Ham's birthday
1: and, <laughs> and, and no. lay an egg. No. No, you can't. Not on Riley Ham. No. Can't do that to <laughs> Riley. It's like. <laughs> can't do that to Riley. Come so on, I'm now. just
0: saying. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a big game. So uh, tonight at Independence is going to be
1: huge. Uh, this will de- on the boys' side. It'll decide the number one seed. Yep. Because each of these teams has a loss. Columbia lost to. Ravenwood, I'm sorry, Columbia Central lost to Ravenwood after defeating Independent 63-62 at the Hardy Lloyd Gym. So this this is going to be a lot of fun. It should. Looking forward to it.
0: Um, We mentioned earlier, Giles County Mount Pleasant Girls has some some, uh, implications as well. It does.
1: It does have some implications. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the winner of this one will be the three seed. Um the loser of this one will be the 4 seed which means that one they will have to play a play in but two they have to play the, if if they win that play in they will have to play Loretto and that will be a pretty irritated Loretto team it ain't when gonna that be where place. you want to be
0: No whatever team plays Loretto next is oh. not going to be excited because oh. Creekwood gets a big win over the Lady Mustangs. And Creekwood...
1: Well, it wasn't a big win, but it was a big win.
0: 49-46. They've now beaten Summertown and Loretta.
1: Yeah, they can't go to Lawrence County.
0: No, you better stay. If you you live in Creekwood, you better stay out of Lawrence County. Don't go dropping in at Schaefer's. You can't have any. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that, that ended the unbeaten season. So here's the thing. I bet you Ashley and some others...
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they they turn their back and smile, but then they turn back to the team
0: and say, "We got to. You mm-hmm.
1: see what can happen
0: when mm-hmm. you don't put your your best mm-hmm. effort forward."
1: But yeah, I mean, you know, the the longer you go undefeated, the the better your chances of getting beat, probably. So, and you know how coaches love to coach off of losses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially one like Ashley Rutledge, who mm-hmm. is a great motivator and. Uh, they're just a really good basketball team. If you, if you haven't gotten a chance to see the Loretto girls basketball team, definitely find a way to do so. And if you have to just wait till Murfreesboro, they'll probably be there. <laughs> I, I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're probably going to be
1: there. So. want to mention, we talked about, um, region wrestling tournaments this weekend. Region seven double a is at Independence starting at nine tomorrow morning. Um, Region 6A, which includes Spring Hill, starts at 930 tomorrow over at Eagleville. Um, you'll have the host, Eagles Summit, and Columbia Central will all be in that one at Independence tomorrow. And um, some folks to watch, obviously, the um, the Summit Bunch, Jarvis Little, um, Finley Jameson, Ryan Smith, among others there, um, Indies Bunch. They've got um, Russell Ford, Spencer Kahn, Cannon Cannon Roberts, among others, to keep an eye on. And I'm going to tell you, um, take Kofor for Columbia Central at 152. He's got a chance to get through to sectionals next week. Um, Keep an eye on Scott Carter and Caden Buchanan in that Region 6A tournament for Spring Hill. So Regions this week, sectionals next week, Division I State the week after that, back at the Ag Expo david cobb
0: of com coming up mm-hmm. on the show so stick around we'll talk vandy ut hoops and more with david cobb of com on main street sports today you guys stick around with us we'll be right back zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
2: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com.
0: Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. (laughs) I didn't realize the clearing my throat was going to make it on you. Real quick, before uh, we get into our next segment, the first Takedown podcast this week features Rossville girls wrestling coach Tex Price, fresh off their state duels championship, Mo. And uh, I'm sure that you talk a little bit about region tournaments.
1: Oh, we mentioned it. But, yeah, we pretty well focused on that accomplishment and – The significance of it and them getting ready for their girls wrestling regional tonight, actually, up at West Creek. So
0: go find first takedown, takedown one word,
1: takedown one word,
0: first takedown on your platform of choice for podcasts. If you care at all about high school wrestling in Tennessee, you're definitely going to want to listen.
1: We've had some pretty good ones.
0: They have, in fact, been pretty good. So, anyway, let's talk a little SEC basketball. We've we've got a lot going on this weekend, but specifically, Vandy, Tennessee. Men on Saturday, women on Sunday. But this men's game, Vanderbilt seems to – talk about surging teams. Vanderbilt seems to be pretty impressive right now. You never know what you're going to get, especially in this particular game. So – Watch out if you are the 19th ranked Vols. Joining us to talk about it is CBSSports.com's David Cobb. David, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us.
3: Yeah, for sure. How are you guys doing? Doing well,
1: David. Appreciate you um, checking in with us here. Um, obviously, you've got a little background having covered UT prior to joining CBS Sports, and I imagine you still keep a little bit of an eye on them, but um, – this Vanderbilt team, as Chris was saying, coming off of a win Tuesday night against um, Monday against Missouri. When was that? Was that Tuesday? I think that it was, was Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night against Missouri. Um, obviously, they had the big win over the weekend as they were retiring Shane Foster's um, jersey number and done some pretty good stuff here over the last little bit. Um, and in a conference where. The only guarantee – well, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, we saw Auburn lose earlier this week at Fayetteville in overtime. I mean, it, it's just kind of been a – feels like it's been a crazy conference season in the Southeastern Conference.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any win you can get in the SEC this year is a good one. I mean, I would really say that, that, that Georgia, um, despite the fact that they almost upset Auburn, And the fact that they did upset Alabama, that's the one you really can't uh, find a way to excuse losing that one. Um, That's why Alabama just is so uh, inexplicably inconsistent, the fact that they were able to find a way to lose to Georgia. Uh, But, man, anybody else in the league can can beat you on a given day, especially if they have home court advantage. And so, you know, for me, looking at this Tennessee-Vandy game, um, when they played the first time in Nashville, that was a fight all, all the way uh, until the end. And you know, now the, in the rematch, Tennessee's going to have home court. So the, these last two Vanderbilt games ha- have looked really good, probably some of their best basketball of the year, but they were both at home. So now the question is, you know, this is the, the time of the year uh, when if you're going to take a step forward as a program, you need to go and, and get something done on the road. Man, do they have a couple of good chances because – after uh, after the, uh, Tennessee, um, Vanderbilt goes to Auburn uh, next week. So so there you go. I mean, two opportunities right there, you know, for Jerry Stackhouse in this, in this group to get a marquee victory.
0: Yeah, and looking ahead even after that, you know, you've got A&M at home and Alabama at home. And like you said, home court advantage meaning a lot this year in the Southeastern Conference play, especially against Alabama where they struggle on the road. Uh, Texas AM not, you know, not – some world beaters, and then you go to Mississippi State, which is a tough place to play, but a winnable game, and then Florida back at home. You, you're looking at a really good opportunity for Stackhouse and this, these Commodores to really make a run into the uh, SEC tournament. And, you know, right now sitting at 11th in the in the conference, this well, is – Tied is, for
1: 7th, This though.
0: Well, technically, yes. Uh, this is not a team that you want to see – if, you know, even if you're Tennessee right now at home, this is a really good Vanderbilt team.
3: Yeah, it is. And I mean, if at all possible, you want to be in one of those eight top eight seeds coming SEC tournament, make your path through that a little bit more manageable. Uh, so the side the, the of it from the Tennessee side that, uh, that maybe even worries me a little bit about this matchup is the fact that Tennessee has uh, Kentucky coming up after Vanderbilt. And it's kind of the reverse of when the, the, the first time these two teams met because when they played in Nashville, Tennessee was coming off that bad loss at UK where UK just smoked them. You know, that was Kentucky's best game of the year. And I think the moment when a lot of people started to look at Kentucky as a national title contender because uh, they scored, you know, 107 on that Tennessee defense, which at the time was ranked, you know, among the top three or four in the country. And uh, that was, you know, uh, really a really a turning point in Tennessee's season because they came out against Vanderbilt and yeah, it was a really close game and they had to scrap and claw for that win over Vandy. Um But there was an edge about them in that game that you could you could pick up on that you could see where they were motivated not to let that Kentucky loss derail them. But now they're kind of in the in the inverse spot now they're they've got Kentucky as their next game and I'm sure they're they're anxious to prove that who they were in that first game against kentucky is not who they truly are and you know if they're not careful this vanderbilt game to be a, a serious uh, trap game um, especially as they're still kind of adjusting to life without olivia Nakamwa, who's been one of their you know key players throughout the year who was starting to really come on strong uh before suffering an injury that is you know apparently going to keep him out for the rest of the season
0: no the last time somebody said trap game on these airwaves,
3: it played out.
0: <laughs> so you better watch out if <laughs> you're the
1: balls. Yeah, no doubt. Um, David Cobb with <laughs> CBS Sports here with us on Main Street Sports today. David, um, you mentioned Kamwa being out, but it—if it, the last game for Tennessee was any indication, they really seemed to kind of um, circle the wagons in his absence pretty well. Got some, continuing to get some pretty good play out of um, Plasich, among others.
3: Yeah, yeah, he, um, he's come on strong. He's been uh, a force to them. He's brought some of that grit and some of that toughness. And, you know, I mean, I think all Tennessee fans love and, and appreciate uh, John Fulkerson, you know, who's now in his sixth season there. But I think most folks also realize his limitations as well. I mean, he's... He's got that, that left-handed high release, and uh, you know he makes some hustle plays for you, but he's a pretty limited offensive player, and, and he's also not the most physical defender either. So when you go up against a team like Mississippi State that has two really good bigs in its starting lineup, uh, you need uh, some of that, that bruiser mentality, and uh, that's certainly something that Plowsic brings. He's, he's uh, not the most uh, uh, finesse player on the planet by any stretch, uh, offensively but man he um he, he can he can lay a, lay a hurt on you so uh, that's been good I think just for them to have that element of toughness in their lineup and it'll be even more important now with with Tom out. and the other player who I think is huge that's been stepping up who will help with with his absence is Josiah Jordan James because in some lineups they play him as a, uh, a small ball power forward and you know he's starting to hit outside shots at a much higher rate than he was earlier this season. And, you know, he's also kind of their veteran leader as well. I mean, as much as, as you know, Fulgerson is the most tenured guy on the roster, I think if you, if you watch on the floor, the players really respond to Josiah Jordan, uh, Jordan James. When there's a stoppage in the action, he's the one that's getting them all huddled up and uh, making sure everybody's got their assignments down. And to, so for him to actually start being productive offensively, um, right at this moment, when they're down a, a key player in Commonwealth, I think that's huge for to Tennessee to, to have their side Jordan James playing at that level.
0: Yeah, especially considering he he played four minutes against Vanderbilt here in Nashville and got a board and picked up a foul. Those were the two that that wow. those were his statistics against Vanderbilt. So having him, and I'm not sure if if there was an injury or something or what the reason was he didn't play. I, I just don't remember, but having him as a a guy that you can lean on throughout the entire game on Saturday is going to be a huge, huge addition to this team. And I think, you know, obviously with his addition, the, the way that Zakai Ziegler has come on as of late and playing the point position, this is, this is a Tennessee team that we don't want to overlook is also surging three wins. Uh, they're on a three game win streak, but they, they are looking really good uh, over the last, Two weeks or so since that loss at LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah, absolutely. So you know it'll be a battle. It'll be a battle Saturday. You don't. I mean, you don't win a Tennessee Vanderbilt game typically uh, without you know a little blood being shed. I don't care what the sport is. Uh, that's just the, the nature of the series. So uh, I, I mean, Tennessee's going to be close to a double digit favorite, but I, I don't know that I. I don't know that I, that I expect Vandy to come in there and, and, and give him anything less than, than an all-out fight.
1: You know, as you look over the rest of this SEC schedule for Saturday, David, um, 12 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, Arkansas is at Alabama, and I don't think any of us would have thought at the beginning of the season that both these teams would be coming into this matchup unranked. Yeah,
3: how about that? That is kind of bizarre. Uh, Arkansas, I think, will we'll, we'll uh, get that fixed on Monday for sure after their win over Auburn, but for now, you're right, unranked. Um, playing very well now, though. Nine wins in a row. This is a huge game for Alabama. Uh, Arkansas has got its you know, NCAA tournament uh, resume pretty well secured now after beating Auburn, and you know they're on the right path, but I don't know that Alabama is on the right path yet. I mean, I think they're going to make the dance. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, they've got so many good wins um, to negate some of the head-scratching losses, but they can't get any traction in SEC play, and this is a team that a lot of people had pegged to win the league, and they're just going to be scrapping and clawing to finish 500 at at this rate in conference play. And so, I mean, the biggest issue for, for them is beyond just okay are they hitting threes tonight um which is more often than not the answer to that is the no it's all right who's gonna be that you know defensive anchor for them in the way that uh herb jones was last year and just that kind of glue guy in the in the soul of their team and i don't know that they have an answer to that yet and so uh, i kind of like arkansas here just riding the, the momentum of a of a monumental victory over auburn um I, Alabama is just too inconsistent to trust against a quality opponent.
0: I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, Arkansas is a very, very good basketball team, and and they have been really good lately. I think that's that's kind of like you said. They they I mean they're not ten and five, and yet not ranked. It just doesn't seem to make much sense. But this is a team. I mean, they haven't lost since they lost to A and M. What? a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, they've won like nine or yeah. nine in a row. So yeah. this is a team that, that is – It's crazy.
3: When they lost that game, I mean, it looked like they were done. I mean, they were 0-3 in the league. But this is what Eric Musselman does. It's what he did last year when they made that Elite Eight run. They were not all that great, you know, in early to mid-January. And then they turned it on and made a run. And here, here we are again. He's He's got some magic up his sleeve in that way where he gets these transfers in there. And it's not overnight, but like – you know, come February, uh, look out because um, he's got his team. You know, playing really, really well. It's
1: not easy to play at Coleman Coliseum, though. So. No, it's not, um, David. Before we let you go, want to want to hit you with this? I know. I, I believe you are in Memphis. I know you've been in Memphis at one time, fairly close to the Ole Miss program. What wither Kermit Davis? Well. uh,
3: I really don't know what to make of Ole Miss this season. Um, there have been moments where you can see the the promise and the and the potential of that of that program, and the recruiting has actually been pretty decent under Kermit Davis, which I think was probably one of the bigger concerns for somebody who had been at MTSU for so long. Was okay, can you know can Kermit Davis recruit at the level you need to recruit in the SEC? The answer has actually been yes. I mean Deshaun Ruffin is a is a really high quality prospect and, and missing him with him being out hurt now, I think kind of muddies the waters a little bit. It makes it more difficult to get a true read on Ole Miss. Uh so fact is they've underperformed to this point in his tenure. But that's a program that doesn't invest a ton in basketball. They've got that new arena, but it's Honestly, probably sport number three there behind football and baseball, and it's the type of place where I think they're going to be more patient with him than they would be if he were, uh, you know, the football coach putting up similar type of results now in, you know, year four of his tenure. I think he'll get another year, but I think next year it'll be time for him to show them something, and they made the NCAA tournament in his first season, and that helped because that's a lot of times how you're judged um, is at schools that don't really emphasize basketball as a top priority. It's all right. Can you get us to the NCAA tournament every third year or something like that? And if you can get them back there next year, then they'll still kind of be on that trajectory. Uh, but for now, I think you can kind of lean on the excuse of uh, Deshaun Ruffin getting hurt and not really having him available for the whole season. And maybe that, skewing uh skewing their season a little bit and and maybe not giving us a full glimpse of of what they could accomplish
0: there you go I i think you're exactly right i'm old miss is old miss here's the thing the one thing they don't have a false sense of self-worth in mo is probably hoops so so. so. (laughs) perhaps kermit uh, gets to continue i'm not sure but uh thank you david cobb of cbssports.com joining us we appreciate your time and uh look forward to talking to you again down the road
3: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate
0: it. No problem. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. It's the final segment of the week. And the Super Bowl is Sunday. So perhaps we should, you know, talk about it. Maybe a little.
1: It's now or never. It's now or
0: never. (laughs) Well, until we react on Monday. So let's get into it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns to the Lee Company Studio after this. zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
2: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof we're here 24 7 so if you need us call us lee company call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at leecompany.com that's leecompany.com
0: mid tennessee bone and joint has been the official sports medicine provider for murray county schools for more than 40 years we specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the er Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Play us a song, Piano Man. <laughs> that, may, that, that, that is one of my favorites. I know we've talked about it so many times, but that's one of my favorites that we come back to. Mo. <laughs> Josh Pate, who has the Late Kick podcast, I guess the show, Uh, Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, uh, for 24-7 Sports. He's worked with CBS and that sort of thing. Maybe the greatest tweet about Auburn that I've seen Auburn went through Brian Harson's phone while he was in the shower, couldn't find enough dirt. And when he got out, they asked what he was doing for Valentine's Day. <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. Pretty much. The perfect analogy. So, yep. anyway, I thought that was interesting. Because who among us? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl of 56. We're gonna go position by position. Who's got the better position group at Mm -hmm. quarterback? Who are you going with? Quarterback. Quarterback. That's that's a tough one. Maybe the toughest of them all. I mean,
1: I want to. You feel like it's Burrow, but at such a young age, you know. I, I think I gotta go. It's a very narrow. Difference. I feel like you got to go with Stafford in the experience.
0: I would agree with you. Uh, statistically, he's better, but the swag mm-hmm. and the confidence that Joe Burrow is walking in with could 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 play a role. I oh, don't know, no but I, I think it's uh, I think it's Stafford. But well,
1: uh, of course, I, I I think that offensive line is going. He may lose some of that swag among other things. Fairly quickly.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that here yeah, momentarily. Yeah. In the running back situation, another one. Joe Mixon, um, obviously talented, but of course you've got Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle for uh for the Rams. I'm not sure and again this may be an offensive line issue more so than an actual back running issue. back yeah, issue.
1: Yeah, but I tend I tend to lean toward the Rams there as well, especially with Cam Akers. You know, coming back from that Achilles and being as productive as he's been able to be through this postseason.
0: I think Akers and Michelle will make more of an impact. And so that's why I'm going to go with Michelle Mm -hmm. and Akers. And plus, they're, you know, being able to platoon like they are. It's certainly going to help. Here's the fun one. Wide receivers. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr.,
1: Van Jefferson. Rams. I think it's a tie. I think I think the Bengals receivers have an opportunity to be more explosive. I think the Rams receivers are going to be more consistent. That's
0: that's a fair point. But big plays. Make big differences. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I just think I I feel like Jamar Chase and, and T Higgins specifically is who I think is going to make the biggest impact for the Bengals.
1: T. Higgins is a big body who can go across the middle and make some plays for you there. And he he
0: doesn't drop big time passes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's a big deal for them. But yes, I mean obviously Cooper Cup had the biggest best season in the history of the NFL, and then Odell Beckham Jr. is, well, he's OBJ. Right. And, you know, Ben Van Jefferson gives you that that third option. I think I think they're, they're both very good, but I'm going to go with a tie. Offensive line, I don't think there's Ooh. any question. This is pretty well the Rams
1: all the way. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. And same for the defensive line.
1: I, I think just about anybody's offensive line against the Bengals. I mean, they are here in spite of –
0: yeah. There oh, no, there's no question. Online. Nine sacks yeah. in the <laughs> divisional round.
1: Yeah. Um, Von but-
0: Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd are going to have a field day. Man.
1: Yeah. Hope Burroughs insurance is paid up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he may never want to play again. Uh, at linebackers, here's the thing. Neither of these two teams have great linebackers, and I think Logan Wilson maybe, for me, mm-hmm. gives the Bengals a little bit of an edge.
1: You know, um, since you've since you've gone with a tie, I feel kind of inclined to it's go with about. a tie. There,
0: it's close. I mean, yeah. it's minuscule.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I don't think there's a whole lot of difference in those two units.
0: Um, defensive backfield, Rams. Yeah, Ramsey, Eric Weddle. They.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think eighty-year-old Eric Weddle. I mean, <laughs> whatever he is, literally pulled him off the couch.
0: You know. How come that worked out for them and not us?
1: Because it was safety and not a running back?
0: Everybody we pulled off the couch, well, Golden Tate. (laughs) Everybody we pulled off the couch. Golden Tate could not make the roster of
1: what we had on the field. At receiver, yeah. Like, come on. I don't know. I don't know if it was conditioning. I don't know if it was playbook. I'm not sure what. The issue was with that, but it was a little—it was a little surprising. Yeah,
0: no question. And special teams, I think this is the Bengals. I mean, you've got freaking Eric Mc, Evan McPherson, who doesn't miss,
1: and doesn't mind telling you.
0: <laughs> it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You talk about swag.
0: And how many times have we seen the Super Bowl come down to a kick? If, yeah. if there's anybody I want on the field. If it comes down to a kick
1: in this game, it's
0: Evan McPherson. Yeah. So,
1: of course, we're hoping it doesn't come down to a kick, right? Because we've, we, we've got the Rams minus, minus four, four yeah. and the over. So, so, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Exactly. But yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think this is this is a game that the Rams shouldn't lose. I mean, on paper, mm-hmm. but it's still the Super Bowl. It's still Joe Burrow, who has never lost a postseason game in his life. Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty amazing what he's done in this short period of time as a professional. It's really, it's really been impressive. And you know, it'll, it'll be intriguing to see if he can continue it one more week. I don't know. But what, he's made his mark regardless.
0: Oh, there's no question. I mean, I, Joe Burrow has, has solidified himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, no right matter now. what happens on Sunday. Yep. I mean, he could throw three picks and it wouldn't matter because. And he may. Right, because you got to remember, crap. He's having to run away from Von Miller and Aaron Donald all day. Yeah, and by the way, to uh, one of the best safeties in the league and uh, cornerbacks are covering your guys. It's not going to be easy. So, I'm looking forward to it though. Five thirty, NBC Super Bowl Fifty Six. Monday, we will react. Tuesday, we'll give you our top five commercials. At some point next week, we will try to get Teresa Walker on to tell us what walking the red carpet was like out there and <laughs> how how nice the weather was in L.A. and all of those oh, yeah. great things. Yeah. I'm sure she'll be excited to talk to us about it. But we will come back on Monday for reaction Monday we'll have reaction from high school stuff from the weekend we'll have reaction from UT Vandy men and women we'll have plenty more to talk about like I said college softball season just got started and if anybody who knows me knows that I'm a college softball fanatic so uh, we'll be getting we'll be diving into that and some baseball here uh, soon as well so please come back with us on Monday same bat time same bat channel two o'clock here at ms underscore sports today on twitter main street sports today on facebook you can find us main street sports today on youtube as well you can find us on the main street nashville youtube so uh wherever you get your podcasts the podcast will be available as well Uh, thank you to doug scopel and david cobb for joining us today it was a fantastic week we hope that we will see you on monday for jp and mo i'm chris yow Saying have a great day and a great weekend ladies and gentlemen the weekend